The question then comes down to, okay, we understand we're to be encouraged. We understand Christ has, uh, has died on the cross, instituted a new covenant that we are part of for us to get to work and to do things. But what is it we're supposed to be doing? And what is it we're meant to be working for? And I think one of the best summaries, again, it's a summary because Christ stated this all throughout uh, his teachings. And this is building on what God has already revealed to us in the Old Testament. But one of the best summaries of what our work is that we should be doing and, and, and getting done and working towards is found in Matthew chapter 8 or Matthew 28. Where we find that we are to make disciples of all nations. And that's a very broad summarizing of what we're meant to do. But when you make a nation a disciple of Christ, that means that every part of that nation is supposed to be doing what the Bible tells it to do. So what that also implies is that the Bible speaks to every area of life. So what we have been attempting to do on this show is a study for ourselves. What are all the things that the Bible says about society? And it will take lifetimes to study all of that because there's so much to, to understand and, and learn, but also to share it with you. So as we read through these books, like Christian nationalism by Andrew Torba, as we read through things like the confessional County or God and government, uh, or even Mother Kirk talking about structuring the church. All of that is meant to help us and help you grow in your understanding of how God has told us to structure societies and how the Bible relates to all areas of life. The question remains, what is it we're supposed to be getting to work doing? People try to define this in different ways. So we try to sum this up, try to find phrases and ways to state this. Some people have stated it under a term like theonomy. Some people have termed it uh, the confessional county. Some have termed it Christian nationalism. Terms and words are important. The words that we use are important and words have meaning. So I, I want to take a little bit of time right now and describe and, and delve into the definition of Christian nationalism. And in order to really do that, we have to understand what nationalism is and why we're modifying it with Christian specifically. Why are we taking nationalism and then modifying it and saying this is not just nationalism, it's Christian nationalism? What does that actually mean? Jacob has actually pulled up um, some definitions of nationalism. There were three different definitions, um, but I'm only going to go through the first two because I think the first two are what we're trying to state as, you know, our overall point. Um, but the first one I would say is not an apt definition of what we mean when we say Christian nationalism. However, it is probably the most common definition and what people think of when they hear Christian nationalism. And, and that definition would be. Devotion, especially excessive or undiscriminating devotion to the interests or, or culture of a particular nation state. We're not saying that our devotion is in um, a Christian state. Our devotion is in Christ and therefore it affects the state. Yeah. And so this one is not an apt definition as to what nationalism means in our case when saying Christian nationalism. But people think of nationalism this way. And that's because this is how our world 
has termed it, and we need to get away from worldly definitions and move to Christian definitions. So I would say that we need to keep Christian nationalism the way it is. I don't think we should change that definition, just change people's perspective on that definition. The second one is the belief that nations will benefit from acting independently rather than co collectively, emphasizing national rather than international goals. Mm. And this kind of means what we're talking about. Um, I think this is kind of true, that when you're on an international scale, it becomes less and less involved by the people, which is a very biblical ideal of the people controlling the the state. But as you get more international, it's less and less controlled by the people, uh, whereas a national is closer to this. So it is closer to a biblical value. But I would say nationalism for us is... The nation, a, a Christian nationalism is basically for us saying a Christian nation in a, a devotion to God, which creates a Christian nation. And, and so this Christian nationalism is wanting a Christian nation. So that, and that's, and that's how I would define it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the facets of this is that we don't worship the nation that we're in. So we're commanded against idolatry, worshiping, uh, for instance, the American flag or America as a nation because it's a nation and we like it as a nation. Worshiping that and putting it above Christ is not something we do. Now, does that mean that respecting your nation and appreciating it for its values is wrong? No, absolutely not. If you want to hang an American flag because you believe that it stands for the principles it was originally founded on, which it was originally founded on the word of God, that was its ultimate standard back in the day when it was founded. And if you understand that it no longer means that people probably aren't going to take it that way, but you still want to fly it because you'll explain and have that conversation that, hey, I'm flying this American flag because of what it used to mean, not what it means now, then great. But there's a reason we don't put the American flag in our church services, because as Christians, A, we don't say America is better than all of the other countries just because. The only reason America would ever be better than the other countries is because it's following and holding to the word of God. As soon as it stops doing that, it's no longer better than any of the other countries, no matter how economically fruitful it is. You, yeah. And you cannot put an American flag in a service uh, to God and say we are and elevated to the same level as the word of god elevated to the same level of everything else in the service by by putting it there on the stage and pretending like everything's fine that's a form of idolatry and it's very very shaky ground to be on but that's an example of nationalism in one of the ways jacob just defined it nationalism as in worshiping the country you live in the nation you live in and loving that nation just because you were born there and you like it. That's not what we're going for with Christian nationalism. And we've stated the definition of Christian nationalism multiple times. We've restated that. But maybe the term itself isn't exactly the best term to use. What I like to use is, is Christendom or the kingdom of God or uh, working for the kingdom of God. Those, those terms are more biblical terms. And they immediately take you back to, hey, this is not us. This is Christ. Christendom is Christ's kingdom. It's not my kingdom. It's not Jacob's kingdom. It's not your kingdom. It's Christ's kingdom. It's the kingdom of God, not us, not of us. It's, it's the kingdom of God. So we need to make sure and, and reassert the fact that that's what we are working for. 
is not our own little kingdoms. We're working for the kingdom of God. Hopefully we've made, we've kind of redefined Christian nationalism and put some of those to rest. And we can point people at this clip to kind of help them redefine it. Thank you.